Welcome back to the Progress Not Perfection podcast with Dr. W. It is so exciting to have you back. We are on episode 13. What an exciting journey it has been um, up until this point. I am so excited and so thrilled for all the content that we've have created and the ones that we are creating moving forward. So thank you for coming along with us on this journey. So the last few episodes were a series of wonderful interviews um, by experts in their field, and I'm so grateful for our guests for coming on. This episode will be a quick uh, story about a topic that you have been asking for, and today he'll just kind of get me. So I hope that's okay with the audience. Um, but the topic that we're going to cover today is imposter syndrome. So you've given me some wonderful feedback about our first episode about imposter syndrome, and that was about episode three. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that episode, I, I would highly suggest that you go back and take a listen to that one. And this is part two of our imposter syndrome episode. So today what I wanted to do is share another story um, where I felt like an imposter and sort of keep the conversation going. Again, you've given me some wonderful feedback about that particular episode and how it relates to you. So I, I first of all, thank you for that. I think it's been wonderful to hear your feedback and it's only inspired me to do this work further. So that is why I wanted to do a part two and hopefully we'll move on to three, four, five, and six after this, right? So in case you are just joining us and you haven't gotten a chance to hear the first episode, I want to give you the definition of imposter syndrome. So it's kind of long, so I'll go a little slow and then I'll repeat it. So imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. All right, so a lot to unpack in that definition, right? So again, it's the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. So a lot in that, right? So what is it really saying? It's saying that those that feel imposter syndrome, they may not believe that their success was achieved by themselves, right? They'll attribute it to luck or, you know, hard work or, you know, they were just in the right place at the right time, right? Instead of saying, wow, I really did a lot of work to achieve something like this. What is, this is the finality of my labor that I had put into this, right? So I know in the first episode, I shared with you uh, times where I felt like an imposter, right? And I don't think I brought up another time that I felt like an imposter, which is actually when I started blogging, right? So it's almost a, a happy circumstance that kind of, you know, imposter syndrome led me to blogging, right? So again, most of you know, I'm a college professor. I work, I've been working in higher ed for oh, over a decade at this point. So time has really flown. I've been on the staff side where I've worked in admissions and I've worked in recruiting and, and advising. But for the most of my time in higher ed, I've been on the faculty side. So I've been teaching courses. So I've seen colleges, all different kinds of colleges from different angles, right? So I've worked at small schools and larger schools and state schools um, and private schools. So I, I'm pretty well versed in higher education. 
One thing I will say is higher education is a very competitive place, right? We don't, there's a lot of demands on time. There's a lot of education that has to go into it. And there's a lot of competition, right? So, you know, part of my job as faculty is teaching, right? So going in the classroom and teaching and having my courses and working with students. The other half is research where I have to develop research topics, go and present, have many conference presentations behind me and sort of be accepted there. In that process, you submit proposals and you could be accepted or rejected, right? So there's always that risk that you won't get accepted into something, even though you've put in a lot of work. And then the last part of my job is also doing sort of service. So that's either community service or service to an institution. So needless to say, my day job keeps me really busy. And there's definitely a lot of demands on my time. And being uh, a young young woman in academia, um, I'm not very typical in there, right? You don't really see somebody about my age, who's leading classes and doing everything that I'm doing. So definitely being a younger woman in academia has definitely brought out the feelings of imposter syndrome in me, whether I acknowledged it as imposter syndrome at the time or not. So how does this explanation all relate to blogging? Well, I'm getting there, right? So in 2018, after we had gotten married, you know, I'm in academia for a while. I am showing success and I am doing a lot of work, but it's just, there's something missing. There's this creative part that's not missing. So I'm doing all this work in higher ed. I'm really like not realizing that all of my acceptances to conferences and how I had developed all of those skills really brought out to success. I was just like, I'm getting lucky. I followed a you know formula, which I didn't, but in my mind, I followed a formula, right? I, I was just okay. I had mentors that helped me and that was great. And I was attributing all of my stuff outside right? I was not taking in my own success and then I had worked hard for it. And again, I think part of that has to do, and this could be a whole next episode of the podcast of dealing with being a younger woman in higher education, right? Uh, To clarify, I'm a good seven to 10 years younger than most of my colleagues. So most of my colleagues that are on the younger side are at least still a decade older than me. And then it, it goes up from there, right? So here I am in 2018, recently married, you know, all excited about that. But having success in academia, I'm a year after getting my doctorate. And I'm just like, something's missing. I miss this really creative piece of me. So, and because I wasn't attributing a lot of my success, I was like, well, I guess I'm not being as good as I think I am. I need to go find another avenue. And that's where Peter said, I think you need a creative outlet of writing, which is blogging, which was great. And it was fun to start. But here I felt like an imposter for a completely different reason. I will admit I had no clue what I was doing. When I started the blog, I was like, what does he want me to do? I I don't even know how to run any of this, right? Then let's not even get into Instagram and how, you know, to work on engagement and pictures and all of that. I'm a not a good photographer. I it's not a skill that I have and I'm pro- I'm okay to admit that. So, here I am feeling 
okay in academia, feeling completely new in the world of blogging and online. And previous to starting the blog, I had never uh, used social media. So now comes this blog. And at first it was just going to be creative writing. But then I'm like, I I can't just creatively write. I wanted to do something of purpose. Well, what am I going to (laughs) share? You know, I'm taking you through my thought process at this point, right? And and then I was like, well, I want it to be fun. So I'm going to share beauty stuff. And that lasted for a few weeks. And I realized I'm not that big into beauty. I, I What expertise do I have to share here? Right? And there I felt like an imposter, right? Like, what am I really going to gain into success here? And, you know, to a certain point, that only would have gone so far with me. Right? So it was a good decision to sort of pivot. Then I'm like, let me let me share some Disney stuff because that is something really fun. I could share from a management and leadership kind of perspective and that could be my sort of contribution. And that only lasted so long, <laughs> you know, where I'm starting to realize as I'm doing these and trying things out that eventually I'm like, this still doesn't sound like me. Right? Even if I am seeing some success, it doesn't sound like me. And is that where I want to go? And, you know, part of all of this is bringing community and authenticity. So if I'm not showing you who I completely am, then how is this all going to work? Right? So finally, it's a year, a year and a half into the blog at this point. And, you know, the blog is awesome and it's so much fun and it you know it's gotten its waves of having had a lot of time for for me having a lot of time to do it and sort of being successful in it to finishing a book and doing all these other things so I'll admit that my time was stretched a little too thin at certain points to finally I realized I, I can't stop I can't not be me and that's where we finally have our pivot to where we are now, what are the things that I could share with you? That's the question I ask myself. How can I be helpful to you? So I've learned a couple things in my journey and my career and getting to this point. And my goal was always to create resources to help others. And I, when I say that, I mean college level. I mean teenage years, right? So I realized that while I initially thought I wanted to be a social worker and that's how I was going to help people, there are so many avenues that we could help people. So the blog became that. The blog turned into the book, Progress Not Perfection, A Millennial Story. The book turned into a podcast, which thank you so much for tuning in. And there's one more big initiative that's coming out soon and I can't wait to share it with you. What is my point of tying it all this way? While initially this might have started out of my own feelings of imposter syndrome, it turned into something productive and helpful and engaging and exciting for me and for you. So there are times where imposter syndrome can make us feel like we can't do anything or we're not doing it correctly. And there are times where we could take those feelings and create something beautiful with it. Not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying the tradi- transition can happen. So I look forward to having more conversations with you about imposter syndrome and continuing on this important topic. Thanks for tuning in. 
Visit us at www.bellsnotebook.com. Subscribe to our email list for all of our updates. Like us on social media and thank you for following along.